this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. We're talking NFL draft, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, and we're going to make our picks for the Kentucky Derby because that's what we are. We are jockey experts. All of a sudden, it's Bonnie Jill Laughlin's The Weekly Pass. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now. Let the buzz begin. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bonnie Jill Laughlin's The Weekly Pass. As you can see, Bonnie Jill Laughlin is not with us. She is in Kentucky preparing for the Kentucky Derby, which is something that we're going to be talking about sooner than later. I am Josh Rodriguez. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. I have my panel with me. David, where can everyone find you? Yeah, guys. What's up? I'm David. You can find me at David H. Bloom on Instagram and Twitter. Uh... Hit me up. Yes, that was simple as that. A stellar intro, Josh. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. Proud. Thank you. I am proud. But you know, you can be quiet because I'll introduce myself. I'm just saying. Love you all. I'm Becky Sotero. You can find me on all social media at Becky Sotero. Join us in the live chat. Follow us at BJL Weekly Pass on Twitter. We want all things you with us right now. That's right. Now, Bonnie's in Kentucky. Yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. Um, now, isn't it this thing where you have to wear a hat at the Kentucky Yes, Derby? it's a big yeah. deal. It's a really is big it? deal. The hat is everything, yeah. What kind of hat would you wear? Um, it would be lime green, because that's <laughs> my favorite color, oh, as you can't, if you can't tell. But lime green all the way with something like, you know, flowy, but then coming out. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. David, would you, uh, it's, a, it's a female thing only? That, female. Guys, Definitely female. The suits. The guys wear the suits. suits. is a big thing for the guys. I apologize if I haven't put a lot of time into my Kentucky, Kentucky Derby okay. suit. <laughs> a lot of thought into right. that. But, but like, what, what would you wear? What yeah. would you guys wear? I don't know. I think I would just keep it classy. Okay. Just, you know, yeah. All black. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I think a heather gray with like a white I like it. suit mm, underneath. Yes. Or a white, you yeah, know. Nice. Let's take sure. bets on the color hat that Bonnie's going to wear. I know. I can't wait to see it. All right. So I'm going to say it's going to be red. Red. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What about what about you? You know, I feel like it's gonna be like a night, like a nice tan. A nice tan. Mm, like a nice like very tan. classy. Like a very classy nice tan. Okay. You know? okay. All right. Thank okay. You. I'm feeling a shade of blue. Blue is really in right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe not quite ocean blue. Maybe teal blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see a teal blue. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that Bonnie's gonna be posting on Instagram for you soon. Her outfit. So keep track of that. Let's get into the week that was in sports, the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. First impressions. Now, we had Warren Moon on and he said that mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield you know me, all hype. All hype. All yep. hype. Yes. I heard hype. all hype from what he was saying. He was right. talking mm-hmm. about how this kid just might be a flash in the pan. Yeah. He's one of those stars that's putting mm-hmm. the media mm-hmm. too much and he's just going to become almost like, I mean, what I think is like a Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he goes first to the Browns. What do you guys think about that? I mean, I'm not surprised. I, I know that he talked a lot about his personality, all of that, but if you're pl- going off of his game, I know, again, in OU, it's a different style of game than in the NFL, mm-hmm. but he's still a solid quarterback, and I think that 
Um, it's just no surprise, I think, that he was he was picked first. But I'm also no U fan, so I've seen him play <laughs> on okay, every level. But you, yeah, so so you're not surprised at no, all. No, I mean, I really, I, I think that he. I don't know. I think that he could do some exciting things. The Browns need some change, so well, I don't know. If, like anybody, they would have picked first would have made <laughs> a change, I suppose. But I think it's going to be really exciting to see how he plays there. Yeah, I feel like it's a. I like it because. It's, I mean, well, the Browns, you're right, the Browns taking a quarterback, they haven't had a lot of luck. Mm -hmm. I mean, take a look at their entire recent history. Mm -hmm. But they're taking a shot with this kid. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like they're not just going, because the same pick, safe pick would have been like Sam Darnold or even a Josh Rosen or like a Josh Allen. But they're going with it. But it it just reminds me too much of Manziel. The Mm -hmm. way he plays... not and the way he acts as Mm -hmm. well. I mean, Mm -hmm. Manziel felt 20. Mm -hmm. He got one, but... I think they should have gone with Darnold out of USC. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I actually am higher on Baker Mayfield than Warren Moon was. I mm-hmm. think Baker really? can play a little bit, but mm-hmm. I, I am with you on the fact that he does remind me too much of Johnny Menzel. Too much, and no, if that's you, the thing. You know, it's like kind of like PTSD for some Browns like fans. It's like, oh my god, we just went through this with kind of a diva quarterback with somebody who's all about the spotlight type. I think he's better than Johnny, uh, but it oh, does surprise sure. me that Sam Darnold was there and they didn't mm-hmm. take him. And he mm-hmm. had a great, you know, uh, draft day. I have a, everyone who's had this glowing review about him, how he right. played well in the rain, and Cleveland is, you know, a bad weather city during football season, so you figure he'd fit in with them. It surprised me that he went to the Browns. It really did. Okay, so what what do you guys think then? I mean, what are some things behind the scenes the Browns are saying as to why they picked him? They probably think he's a leader. Mm-hmm. I, I think people look at his attitude and, and his... Uh, swagger. Pers- yeah, his swagger. A lot and, of swagger, and that he's yeah. a leader. I mean, he also, you know, he did have a great career at Oklahoma, so it's not like mm-hmm. he's garbage. Well, yeah. He, he's a top quarterback for a reason, mm-hmm. so I think that's a reason why. I mean... Looking at the draft, like, from a logistic standpoint, if they really wanted a guy like this... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This, because I don't think other teams are looking to take this shot. I think you take Barkley at one and then drop to the, and let him drop to the four. Right. Because the Giants would have probably either went like Bradley Chubb or like mm. a quarterback, maybe maybe even a Darnold or a Rosen or an Allen, and then he could drop to four because mm. I guarantee you the Browns would be the only mm. team right now to take him one. See, I don't, okay. I, I get what you're saying. I think the Jets might have taken him at three. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That's what I was really? saying. And you think I think they he was actually, gone? well, he, they were saying on ESPN, too, that that was what was supposedly yeah. going to happen. Yeah. So. I think the Browns were scared if the Jets take him at three, mm-hmm. because what you said makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. And yeah. you get a guy like Barkley, who I think, in the Giants system, and I know they don't have a lot of running backs, but they find guys who can make running back type plays. Like Orleans Darkwell last year, he was a guy that, I mean, you didn't really hear a lot about him before, prior, but then he comes out of almost nowhere and he's playing great in the system i think barkley's gonna thrive a lot and i think he was i think he should have gone one honestly you, i know quarterback but well, people were saying he was the best player how would you draft. guys compare ou's game though to the browns i mean just is there any comparison <laughs> the, the browns don't really have college is different in, uh-huh. in general of course i mean baker threw a lot of like screen passes short mm-hmm. passes and things like that and i expect the browns to actually expand the field a little bit more they have josh gordon who's a deep threat they have jarvis landry who can do pretty much anything sure. so he has the weapons to expand the field um, I, I don't know. I mean, the Browns' offense is 
almost non-existent. They run the ball sure. a lot. They run the ball a lot. They run with, it a lot. I mean, last year they had, yeah. you know, Crowell and yeah. Duke Johnson Jr. Now they have Hyde. Yeah. So, but so maybe, mean, maybe it, like you said, it just comes down to his leadership and being able to kind of coordinate something over there. Yeah. What do you guys think about Rosen to the Cardinals? I, I like, like it. it. Yeah. Okay. Go, ahead, go first. That. Yeah. No, I like it. Mm-hmm. I think he's, I mean, we, I live here. I've seen, I've heard a lot about UCLA, USC sure. football. He's a he's a good player. Mm-hmm. I think he's a really solid quarterback. And I know they had Brett Hundley, and he came in and took over when Hundley was drafted by the Packers. Mm-hmm. I want to believe. Who okay. Yeah. Didn't do a lot. <laughs> do a lot, especially Brett Hundley. <laughs> no shots thrown, but barely beat the Browns. But I think the Cardinals getting him at ten. I think mm-hmm. that was a steal. Mm-hmm. I definitely think he should have gone sooner. And that trade to go up to get him. Right. Like I when I heard them talking, they were saying. This is where they get him. Mm-hmm. You don't trade up to go get a guy who's not um, a quarterback like Josh Rosen. Yeah, I'm surprised he was available at that number, to be honest. You've got a lot of people, whether they had Darnold first or Baker Mayfield first, the consensus with Josh Rosen was that he was everybody's number two. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of mm-hmm. like. Yeah, that took yeah, a while. So for he him may, to get he may not mm-hmm. be like your favorite out of everyone, but if they were to pick a second quarterback, it'd be like, okay, so we'll go with Rosen. Sure. And I'm surprised he lasted, you know, that long, especially Allen going in front of him with Buffalo. They, I know. They traded up to get him. And, you know, he's, I think, aside from Baker Mayfield, the mm-hmm. most polarizing quarterback in the draft because. He doesn't have that big of a completion percentage, but he has the tools there. He has a huge arm, and I guess you need that in Buffalo. But I'm not sold on Allen. I think Buffalo made a mistake going with Allen instead of Rosen, mm-hmm. and I think the Cardinals got a steal. Um, well, it's uh, interesting. You're yeah. talking about that. Maybe it was just finite, specific details the teams were looking for. Exactly. You know? good point. That's what a good works point. in the Buffalo mm-hmm. system, what works in the Arizona exactly. system. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point, Becky. Because Buffalo, you need the arm. It's going to be cold mm-hmm. weather and, and things like that. Sure. I think the Jets... Get Sam Darnold, and that's an absolute steal. That is a such at a steal. number three. I think he's the best quarterback in the draft. I'll, obviously, time will tell, but the Jets needed the quarterback desperately. They traded to the mm-hmm. three spot, thinking I think they were going to get Baker Mayfield. And now you get Sam Darnold. I think they sure. hit the jackpot there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, what, sure. do you, what do you guys think of Darnold? You think he's going to be a good pro? I think he's going to be. I actually think he's going to be one of those quarterbacks that comes early in the draft and actually does something. Yeah. He's got the size and the arm to do like what he needs to do, and he's like a good situational quarterback he can fit the ball where it needs to go and i think i mean okay not a lot of quarterbacks work great in the jet system but i think he can work in the jet system it's, it's not just it's you know you gotta surround him with players and playmakers and things like that the yeah. jets just haven't had luck surrounding they sure. really yeah. don't yeah they, they don't just have bad luck in the draft <laughs> so um a good a nice moment in the draft was when shaquin griffin was drafted by the seahawks oh, i like that um for those who don't know he's a linebacker I think he's a linebacker. He drafted mm-hmm. by the Seahawks, and he has one arm, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's a freaking beast. He's from um, Southern Florida, or is it Central Florida? Central Florida. I think it's Central Florida, yeah. Yeah, and here's the video of him being drafted right here. Oh, so emotional. <laughs> so emotional. His brother, Shaquille Griffin, is a member of the Seahawks, so he's going to be playing with his brother. How I'm literally awesome getting chills watching this. Uh, oh. Look at that. So good. That's amazing. Going to play in Seattle, and and we're showing uh, Shaquem's mm. uh, video, but there's videos like this all the time. Sure, I mean this is every single draft yeah, from home video every, now, every, is it? Yeah, I mean every it, just to see someone's dream come true. I mean his story is unique because he literally ha- he doesn't have a hand; he has no. one hand. And he has it's, one hand. It's amazing. You can see it right there. I don't know if you guys can yeah, see the video yeah. right there. Yeah, He's hugging his brother. It's a beautiful thing. It's you know how how you can be an elite mm. athlete with a disability like that is unreal to me. And yeah. 
you know, I wish him nothing but success, and I hope that Seattle treats him well. Oh, yeah, it's going to be good. He was yeah. showing out at the Combine, too. Yeah. For a player who does have this disadvantage like sure. him, he's showing out, and he's proving that he can actually play this game, which I think is amazing. Yeah. Well, and I mean, we I all know, we know, too, in sports, it's heart. Heart can sometimes oh, make up for, God, I mean, yeah. if you have a missing limb, well, you're, if your heart is nice, yeah. there, you're going to be taking it to the next level, more, more so than some athletes who take it for granted, having every yeah. little piece of their body there. <laughs> All right, Becky. Becky, what pick stood out to you the most, though? Lamar. <laughs> yes. So we talked Thank last week. You. We yeah. talked last week about, well, Warren talked about Lamar being his number one pick, Bonnie's number one pick. Uh, the Ravens got him, which is exciting. And I think if they play to his strengths, play to his plays, yeah. he's going to have just a superstar moment over there. Oh, for I sure. I mean, he's already talking Super Bowl, which is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I love a player who can just demand what he wants. You know, he's like, my, my game's going to play and my game's going to show how good I am. So it's awesome. Yeah, it's good. And I mean, they what they did was really smart because they have a player that can come right after Flacco. Mm-hmm. He can finish up his career, do what he needs to do, maybe take him to the playoffs once or twice. I, I don't have a lot of faith in Flacco. I'm, I'm so sorry, Ravens fans. But <laughs> I, like I don't defense. think they have it either, to be honest with you. The good defense. But uh, quarterback situation's not looking amazing. But let him finish his career. Build this guy up, sitting on the bench. Give him a few starts when you have these like yeah. almost garbage yeah. games. You yeah. can just use players that you don't normally use. Eventually, he's gonna be a great quarterback. You think so? I see. I definitely think so. He's gonna be one of those who was taken mm-hmm. semi late draft, and but he's got because him playing at Louisville, he was amazing, yeah. and he was getting a lot of media attention, and then the media attention kind of stopped, and it focused on these four quarterbacks, and he was kind of a fit. Yeah. And I honestly thought when because I was watching this uh, very closely, I'm a Packers fan, so I was watching when the Saints traded for that Packers pick, the 14. I was expecting them to go um, Lamar Jackson there. But they didn't. They went with a, I think, I think with a edge rusher or something like that. Yeah. And then eventually fell so far all the way to what was it, thirty two? Mm-hmm. My God. Yeah. I was it's unbelievable, hoping, honestly. I was kind of hoping the Giants were to grab in the second round. I was like, oh my God, he may not get out of the yeah. first round. Day two, the Giants have the second pick in the second round. That would have been crazy if we got Saquon and then Lamar Jackson for the future. I would have been so freaking right happy. after Eli. I mean, Eli's oh, getting to that God. age where you yeah. can if you oh them too. Yeah. So I mean, I'm a Giants fan and. You know, just from my favorite team's perspective, I'm glad we got Saquon Barkley. But of course, I, you I, must be. I don't know if I'm as sold as the Giants organization is that Eli is, you know, still capable of winning a Super Bowl with the Giants. I mean, they obviously showed this draft that they're doubling down on Eli Manning and protecting him with oh. an offensive lineman in the second round, yeah. Will Hernandez, and then they got Saquon Barkley, so they're giving him weapons. What, what about your favorite teams? Like, how do you feel like your favorite teams did? Well, um, and there's also, you know, a reason why you feel that way about Eli Manning. It's because he's not capable of taking a giant Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, I mean, he did twice. Well, he's older now. Which mm-hmm. I think is amazing mm-hmm. just in itself. But he nah, just can't, especially with that team they're putting him through sure. in that system. But my, I'm a huge Packers fan. I've yeah. been for almost, I think, like a decade now or something. And they picked um, Jahir Alexander, who I really like from Louisville, cornerback, which I think... And they also picked Josh Jackson from Iowa, right. cornerback, which is amazing for the Packers system. And they also got some wide receivers, um, some uh, some help for on the lines. But I think it's really important for a team like the Packers to get these... Um, these players, like, to replace a lot of the cornerbacks they lost. Like, I know they lost um, Demarius Randall and right. they lost Micah Hyde a year ago. They just, all these guys have been, I think Morgan Burnett, he might have gone too. I can't, I can't remember. 
But are you happy with what the Packers I'm are? very happy. Okay. I think we can utilize these two corners. Yeah. Because, like, Hawkland Dix, we picked him. He fell late. But he's a player who's one of our best defenders on the team right now. Yeah. So if he can play like that, being picked late, we get someone at, I think we had, like, 18 or one of those later picks. Mm-hmm. I think the Packers can do a lot with those players, and especially the young wide receivers they get. They can use those very well. Like, uh... Geronimo Allison, who they use amazingly. Got it. Mm-hmm. Becky, who, who are you rooting for these days? Oh, my gosh. Um, I think it'll always be Rams. It's in my okay. blood. It's in my blood. It just always will be. You see your Rams traded tape on Austin? I know. I know. <laughs> I, I still think that they're going to have a solid season. I'm yeah. excited to see what, what they, unfolds there. They got a lot. Mm-hmm. They really got a lot. They went out, and they're going to win now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I respect yeah. it. They yeah. are. They're, it's all or nothing this year for the Rams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Becky, let's talk NHL playoffs. NHL. What's going on? Oh, that's right. That's right. So... Do you guys been following it? I have been actually. Yes. Okay. I have been also following. So yeah, it we or not. are ser- round two series tied across the board. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, the interesting thing to note is that in the Metro, Atlantic, and Central, all three divisions, the two teams are the t- one and two seed. Okay. So that is why we're going to be seeing this like t- tied, tied, tied. There's there's no leading favorite. We thought it was going to be, you know, we thought it was going to be Nashville. We thought it was going to be Vegas. Well, Vegas did win an OT last night, just in case you guys weren't following that game. Uh, Carlson mm-hmm. came out with OT win. So, yeah, Vegas is now one one game ahead of San Jose, but so it's two hard one fought. Yeah, yeah San, Jose, San Jose is coming out to play. That's going to be um, a great series because they're both yeah. two teams that swept SoCal teams. Yeah. Like, they yeah. have a lot of similarities. But... Right. The problem, though, I think, and we'll talk about this when we get into the NBA, too, is that the Vegas Golden Knights and the San Jose Sharks had a lot of time to rest okay. while the Eastern <clears throat> Conference teams were you know, dueling it out, if you will. Um, so I think it's just going to be interesting to see how it kind of plays out in their in their series. But again, San Jose is coming out to play. Vegas is strong. Uh, the Caps and Pens. You know, you've got two Dynamo teams, so it's going to be that's going to go to Game Seven. Great I'm sure. It's always a great series. Probably yeah. a seven. And Winnipeg just came out to play. They're playing the Preds, which we thought the Preds were going to yeah, take was, the Western yeah. Conference and give them trouble. Winnipeg's giving them trouble. And so. then surprised me too. Uh, I watched Game One of the Lightning and Bruins, and then after yes. the Bruins played. You know, in round one, they got right. taken the seven games by the Leafs. I'm thinking, all right, well, you know, it's not going to yep. be easy against Tampa. And they yeah. just blew the doors off. Oh, Tampa. yeah. God. Yeah, they did. Game one. But it's going to be a tired series. Again, I think that's going to be a teeter totter. I mean, when you have San Jose and, and Vegas are one and three in the Pacific, so it's not an, a one and two, but it's very rare to have the one and two seeds playing each other. Okay. So, and that's what's happening in the Atlantic Central and, and, um, and, Metro Division, so it's going to be interesting. All seem to be, I mean, they all seem to be hard fought. Because, yeah. I mean, when you say one and two, yeah. like you expect these series to go mm-hmm. maybe at least six, yeah. which is a thing. And I know... I think they'll go to seven. I think it's just going to be a teeter-totter. There's no there's no win. all the series go to seven? That'd be crazy. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I think... want <laughs> that. It's just... Hockey, They're please. all so good, and they're all so competitive. They're great in the playoffs. I don't know. I'm really excited to see how it pans out. So we've got the... Um, We've got the Pens and Caps playing tonight, oh, so that's wow. going to be a biggie for sure. And where's that? That's in that's in Pittsburgh. Um, they are in yes Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. okay. exactly. Yeah. So Good fans there, and that's that's my team. The Pens are my team. That's right. So, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, I work for the Kings. That's my Western Conference. Don't email me or tweet me mean <laughs> comments. <laughs> about to get a lot of hate right now. But uh, no, I mean, you can't you can't lose with. Ov and Crosby going up against each other—it's just such a great battle. So, oh, those are two of the ble- two yeah. of the best players yeah. in the entire league right now. Yeah, there are generations Gretzky's. So, yeah. yeah, they really are. Woo! Here we go, guys. Let's keep going. All right, now <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit of Kentucky, Kentucky Derby. Yes! Kentucky oh, Derby. Yeah, you guys. Do you so do you, do you know anything about the Kentucky Derby? 
Not so much. I just know it's a race. Right. It's, 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 a, race. it's, a, a, it's over the first here. leg of the triple count. It is. All I know. It is. First so, leg yes. of the triple count. Con- Bonnie's there. Shout Bonnie's Bonnie. there. So it goes. If you guys don't know the triple count crown, it's the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and then the Belmont Stakes. So mm-hmm. it's the triple crown. Uh, Kentucky starts it off. Twenty horses, and it a lot of it depends on which gate you're coming out of. So you could be one of the best horses, but if you're coming out of, you know, gate one, that for matter. example. It does matter? It does matter because okay. that horse is sitting in there for a long time while they're loading in all the other horses. So oh, okay. So that, that's a biggie. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about one of the leading ones is the horse Justify mm-hmm. uh, with Humberto Gomez. He's the writer. Humberto. Humberto <laughs> Gomez. Yeah. Trained mm-hmm. by Bob Baffert, who's has won a ton of Kentucky Derby. So he's okay. he's moving four-time Derby winner, to be exact. So he's he's a favorite to win. We're okay. excited about that. Now he's starting from the seventh post, and the seventh post has won uh, six. Six horses have won from that spot. Oh, wow. So mm. that's the leading favorite is Justify. Now I know you guys are going to pick yours based on names. Probably so we are. We've got uh, Mend- uh, Mendelssohn. It's, I think that's how you pronounce it. He's coming from Europe, and this would be the first time a horse from Europe would be competing and won and he's he's really yeah yeah he's a five five to one right now to win so really that's first medicine. time that's yeah amazing. first well i mean and if he wins first horse from europe and to be a five to one yes yes wow. and our six and one is magnum moon um oh i love it magnum thank you for, thank you for the pictures magnum moon he's coming out I of the like gate that. four that and oh <laughs> he's coming out of the gate four and oh you guys he's won the last two of his oh his, he's hot yeah, he's he's coming in hot right now. We've got Audible at eight and one, and Bolt uh, Bolt Dioro at eight and one as well. So there's there's already five that are coming out pretty strong. Do you guys want me to run through names so you can pick your favorite? I, I actually have the names right here, but okay. if you want to go through the names, no, that'd tell be cool me who for, you. Who okay, no, you you go because I actually have, I have to look at this. I think I'm going to go Magnum Moon though. That's okay, a, that That's name a good stood choice. out to me. Okay, Magnum Moon. How about you? Who do you like? You know what? We got the list right here. I want to go yeah. the horse from Europe. Oh, okay, Mendelssohn. Okay, Mendelssohn. yeah, I Let's am. Do it. Let's do it. I, Why not? You know? Why not? I, you know what's That's funny? Before I even found out about Justifies. Yeah. I, I, anyway, I, I'll, I'll make this story short. Before I even found out how good he is doing, how well he's doing, I was going to pick him because in the light of sync getting their star <laughs> on right. the Hollywood Walk of Fame, yeah. Justin's first um, album was called Justified. So That's I was right. like, I'm going to pick Justin. Justify because it's a, anyway. I like so. this. All right, so this is gonna be my trifecta. Trifecta for people who bet horses know yeah. that it's you pick three and they have yes, to finish do. in that order. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna have Magnum Moon. Yep. Finishing first. Okay. Audible because that's like a football term. Yep. I like very that. Much. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna have that, and then my third horse horse uh-huh. is going to be Free Drop Billy. Oh, I like Free Drop Billy. Yeah. Free yeah. Drop Billy. So uh, there you go. I'm similar. I'm Justify, um, Audible, then Magnum. Okay. I'm gonna say. Mendelssohn, you okay, know, okay. I'm Sticking high on the Mendelssohn train right now. Right. I'll say, you know what? For you, Josh, will put Magnum Moon second. Okay. All right. And then third. Oh, hold on. Here's your third. Pull up the list. Um, right there. I mean, I mean, I know every single name already, but yeah. I might as well pull up the list. You know what? I'm going to go with... Go with Bolt. I think you should go with yeah, Bolt. Yeah, I was going to say that. Somebody needs to take Bolt. I'm going to go with yeah. Bolt. You guys, message us. Tell us who yeah, you think there, are your top three. Is there anyone in the chat right now? Yeah, we've got Julian Smith hanging out with us right what now. What up? Yeah, message us, guys. Yeah. We want to know who you're rooting for. What is your trifecta? We should we should probably place a bet again. I, I know I have to take a pie to the face. I know you do. So should we should we put another pie on this? Like, what should, should we do? <laughs> <laughs> somebody Somebody has to buy the other person their favorite meal. Mm. Oh, mine mm. would be cheap. I love French fries. So you you like French fries? fries? I like pizza. Okay, you know I'm. 
Big French fry guy too. Okay. I go pretty cheap. Perfect. So it's going to be French fries, French fries, pizza. That's right. Whoever gets the closest to that. We're going to have a meal here. That's right. And let us know on Twitter at BJL Weekly Pass what you think is going to happen in the Kentucky Derby. We're going to be joined very shortly by Johan Buha, who is a writer for ESPN. He writes about the Lakers and the Clippers. He'll be walking through that door any minute now, but... You know, we're not going to wait for him to talk NBA. Yeah, let's, let's no, dive in. We're not going to wait. Get into it. Yeah. All right, so before we get into the second round, let's talk LeBron and the Cavs mm-hmm. against the Pacers. His crazy Game 7 performance. I mean, his crazy oh, just first-round performance in general. He's doing everything by himself. They play the Raptors next it's, series. It's exhausting. Yeah, it's, it's, ex- really, like, it's, it's so exhausting. exhausting. It's crazy. Now, do you think he can carry this team past the Raptors? I think mm-hmm. what he can do is he can carry them as far as he needs to carry them. <laughs> But it's going to really determine, especially versus the Raptors and versus the winner of the sex. Uh, sex I just said sex. <laughs> of, the, of the Sixers Celtics series. We are live. Yes, things happen live. But, um, I mean, we can get into that series later. But it's going to be about can his team take him over the Raptors and over that next series to the finals? And, right. You know, I think w- having LeBron. I think the farthest he can take them is going to be enough, at least for this series. But he's got to get his guys to do better things. I mean, I, I think it's all going to be mental toughness, 100%. And for me, there, he, he's not only one of the, if not the greatest you know, basketball player we have in our generation right oh, now. Oh, sure. Yeah. He, is, he has shown time and tem- time again, not only, is he, not only is he physically strong, he's mentally strong. And he's going to have to keep that up, but I think he will. You know, like even he said... I want to go home. I'm tired. At the end of that press release, he's like, I just want to go home. But he he will show up to you know to every game ready. I just think it's such a shame. They just need consistency from the rest of the team. Like it's just getting ridiculous. Just something. Yeah, right? they really just need something. They need Kevin Love. Like in that game seven versus the Pacers. At the end of the game, it seemed like going back and forth. Their defense and their transition defense was amazing. Every single time they get the ball. Doesn't really matter who it is, especially which was nice to see was Kevin Love. He would get, he would be put mm-hmm. open from the situational mm-hmm. coaching from T. Lou, and he would get open and he would make these threes and these mid range shots. And then when the Pacers would bring it down the floor, they would take decent mm-hmm. shots, but they just were not falling. And it was the pressure from the Cavs scoring and then trying to go back and forth, which eventually just allowed the Cavs to win that game. But it was yeah, but when they lost with 45. Him, when they lost him in the third, though, the team stepped up a little bit. So they just need that consistency. I don't. And the they need to do it again. And they yeah. were playing. I mean, it was Game Seven. Mm-hmm. Teams play Game Sevens like it's their last game because mm-hmm. it could be their last game. So they really go out for it. But I remember watching that game, and I just kind of saw LeBron walking in. Mm-hmm. He was just kind of walking in from the tunnel, and I knew that's it. That's it. Yeah. It's like the closer coming in for the game. That's <laughs> it. LeBron's coming in. He's about to drop, finishes 45, and... I mean, what more can you ask from the guy? Yeah, I don't know if there's much more you can ask. I just don't think the Cavs are that good of a team, to be honest with you. You can ask Mm. for his players to step up, but if Mm. they're not good enough to step up, they're never really going to step up, at least consistently. I think the only one you can actually ask to step up is Kevin Love, because Kevin Love has shown he can score at least 20 a game in this league. Mm -hmm. He was brought over for that reason, at first to be the number three with Kyrie and LeBron, and now he's the number two. He has to start acting acting like a number two. To me, I think they're kind of lucky they're playing the Raptors because out of the teams yes. that are left, I think the Raptors, they, their reputation is is a well-deserved one where they just kind of— They're hungry, though. Yeah, they are hungry, but they yeah. do fail a lot in the playoffs. They do underachieve in the playoffs. Their brand of basketball isn't that conducive to, those, right. to, to how you want to play in the postseason. They take a lot of mid-range jump shots, even though Dwayne Casey tried to shoot the three more this year with the team. Uh, DeRozan, to me, is— 
he's not a superstar, but he's he's someone that I don't feel comfortable leading my team. Same no. with Kyle Lowry. I like him. I think yeah. he's a good player, but I don't want him and Lowry and like Valanciunas mm-hmm. like. And like Norman Powell, like being my yeah. team is going to take me to the finals. Yeah, so I don't I, see. It. I, don't, I, I don't, really don't see. It. I don't. I don't trust. I don't trust it at all. To be honest with you, I don't. I don't trust. No, I don't trust the Raptors. It either. And I think. I think the Cavs take this in seven. What do you guys seven. think? I'm gonna say seven two. Yeah. Just because I think it is a one seed and it is a four seed, and this is one of the worst Cavs team we've seen under LeBron. One yeah. of the worst teams yeah. since I guess going to the Heat and in this finals well, run. When they LeBron's play every had. other game, every other day, like again, it's going to come down to mental. It's going to take a lot, yeah. and yeah. I think that. I mean, I don't know. I kind of, I personally think the Raptors might capitalize. Really, I, th- I think there could be an upset because again, it's going to be on LeBron's But that's shoulders. the thing. You say upset, but it's yeah. they're the one. They're the one, and it's an upset. So it's real interesting the, looking how the four no, no, seems but, to be favored. But, but the Cavs will always well, be like you know, the Cavs. Do you know what I mean? So the upset, yes. yes. But I'm yes. saying it's just really interesting how this is one of the times where you look at a four and a one, and mm-hmm. you say, well, the four most likely the four is going to take it because it's LeBron. It's yeah. LeBron, and it's just the thing you see every year. The East, yeah. LeBron rarely gets the one seed. It was unlucky for him, and you see why this is a bad team, because he dropped a four. But he doesn't get the one seed a lot, and it's teams like the Celtics yep. or the Pacers a couple of years ago with Paul George and, like, Roy Hibbert and Danny Granger. Right. And it's teams like that Hawks team, you know, with Teague, Horford, Corver, Millsap, who had, like, four All-Stars, played team basketball, eventually just lost in the playoffs. Now it's the Raptors. Mm-hmm. They're gonna lose. They're I, I, going to lose. We'll see. We'll they don't see. Have I, I'm not, I'm CJ not really, I'm on really sure. CJ on the live chat thinks yeah. that it's the best Raptors assembled team. He's, he's right, he's, but he's going with the, the oh, Cavs. Still, so it could be the she, best but, Raptors but, team. But, but and, CJ is right. This is the best mm-hmm. assembled Raptors Raptors team in the DeRozan Lowry era. Yeah, for you sure. can argue that it's the worst LeBron team since the one he took to the finals in sure. 07. So sure. it, it things are working towards the Raptors' way. It wouldn't surprise me if the Raptors win. I'm I can see it, but yeah. even with the worst LeBron team and the best DeRozan-Lowry team, I still yeah. think LeBron takes it yeah. just mm-hmm. because of what he can will any victory he wants. Got really, it. if he wants to and puts all his heart into scoring 45 versus the Pacers, he can will mm-hmm. any single win, any not series win, game win he wants. Got yeah. it. Our, apparently, our guest Jovan is here, Marissa. I don't, I don't know if he's at the door outside or if he's actually at the studio four door trying to get in. <laughs> Just give me a heads up. We're breaking the fourth wall here at I love Buzz it. TV. I love wow. it. We got our guest here. That's what's important. Yes. Y'all. And to close out the first round, I, yeah. we have to talk about the Thunder. Yeah, we do. Because oh, they were Westbrook. such Man. a disappointment this they, year. A lot of people had them competing with the Warriors when the season started, mm-hmm. things like that. What do you think about that? Where do you go from here if you're the Thunder? <laughs> I mean, you're you're capped out with Westbrook, yeah. so I don't know where you go from there. Right. I also think that, man, let's just talk about, I felt like his, his how he was with the fans. I thought there was going to be some punches thrown. Yeah. Do you, I, you, know, do you see that? Yeah, do you see yeah. that? Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Both times he got off the court, he was like yeah. throwing punches almost anyway. Yeah. He's, but he, he plays, he, he's got the game on his sleeve. You know, I think a lot like LeBron, he's their star. So, mm-hmm. But he's, the difference between him and LeBron is Westbrook's style of basketball. Mm-hmm. Even though he plays with his heart and even though he's got that energy and, like, tenacity, yeah. Westbrook basketball doesn't win championships. Oh, shots fired. Shots fired at Westbrook. <laughs> he's an amazing player. He can put up triple doubles, get the record, but... He's not distributing the ball enough to players who are actually mm-hmm. really good, yeah. like Paul George and like, okay, I, I mean like, kind of mellow, like a little bit mellow. <laughs> like I don't feel comfortable saying LaMelo. Mellow is good anymore, yeah. but he's enough that if you distribute that ball well, I mean they were thought of a super, as one of the West super teams and they got bounced in the first round by the Jazz. Well, they mm-hmm. obviously weren't a super team. Now joining mm-hmm. us here in studio is an ESPN writer for the Lakers and for the Clippers too as well, right? 
Jovan Buha, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Nice for you to join us. Thank, Thank you for joining us. Now, he's an NBA expert. What do you think of the Thunder? Like, let's put a bow on the Thunder season, and where do they go from here? And express your disappointment. We, well, <laughs> we, we talked about it with the, with the playoff preview. Yeah. Um, I, I think they were an utter disappointment. Yeah. Uh, I thought the fact that they lost in six... Like, uh, I actually had a bet with my friend going to the season. We were debating, like, Thunder Rockets, who would have a better record. And I, I was on Team Rockets. Um, oh, wow. So I was a little skeptical of the, of the Thunder. But I think the fact that, like, they were kind of billed as the challenger to the Warriors. They were supposed to kind of be in that Rockets position as, you know, the one or two seed, kind of probably who the Warriors are going to face in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. And for them to lose in the first round in six games, mm-hmm. really it could have been five games, if not mm-hmm. for that crazy game five that they had. Yeah. Um, you know, where they had that 25-point comeback. So uh, to me, that, that's a disappointment. I, I think Paul George is going to leave. I don't really see why he should stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, the only way I could really see him staying is if Carmelo Anthony opts out of his deal, which, <laughs> which I don't think he should. <laughs> no. But he actually no. might based on his, his, his comments in the exit interviews because he th- he's delusional. That, that's, a, that's what it is. Like, he, doesn't real, he has not accepted his limitations now. Yeah. Uh, you know, as, as a 15-year vet, he's not the same player. He's not the same star. Yeah. Uh, but you saw, he, you know, they asked him about coming off the bench potentially next season. And he was like, no way. Like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and I'm basically threatened, like, if, if they try to bring me off the bench, I'm going to opt out. And, and then you're going to make veterans minimum next Which year. Which is smart yeah. by the Thunder, by the way, though. They <laughs> yeah. might be doing that intentionally. Like, I, I don't know. Okay. Um, opt out. Like, we'll just pay you, like, not no, enough money for your oh, talent. They're not sure. going to yeah. pay him anything. And he's going to be struggling to find a team. Oh he's going to end up in Phoenix or something like that. But I also thought it was interesting when Paul George was talking talking about what he wanted to do for next season with the Thunder. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned Russell Westbrook, he mentioned Billy Donovan, and he mentioned Sam Presti. No mention of Carmelo Anthony. So mm. I thought that was a little bit of like yeah. a subtle, Melo's not going to be part of this, or he, he's not a primary factor in, in my decision. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it was a disappointment. Like with the talent they had, you, you have two top 15 players in, sure. in Russ and PG. Yeah. Uh, and, and Steven Adams, I think, has, has grown into one of the best centers in the league, mm-hmm. uh, arguably the best offensive rebounder in the league. Uh, you know, I think they have limitations with the bench and with Billy Donovan, but uh, I think that team definitely should have made the second round, uh, if not the conference finals. And, and, you know, the fact that they didn't, I think that's a huge disappointment. So where do you think Paul George goes? I think the Lakers. Really? So, really? I, I, think it, oh. I think it happens. Um I, you know, I think it's Lakers or Philly. I, I think yeah, those I are the, the top two free agent yeah. destinations right now. Uh, and I could see LeBron or Paul George going to either one. Um, I, I think the Lakers, like, Can the I don't Lakers know. afford both? I mean, the, the, yeah, they, they'd have to stretch Luol Deng. Yeah. Uh, and, and they might have to dump one of the young guys. Like, they, you know, they lose Julius Randle, sure. probably have to stretch Luol Deng. Uh, but I think it's worth it if you get both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, for sure. The one thing I do wonder, though, with, with that, if you're the Lakers, is like, you know, everyone is kind of gearing up to face the Warriors, and I don't know if getting LeBron and Paul George still puts you on that level. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think they're they're maybe number two or right there with Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, if if you're kind of looking at it as the Warriors have the next three years or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe you don't want to get a Paul George or a LeBron, and you just say, hey, let's roll with the young guys. You know, looking at their timelines, probably four or five years down the road, mm-hmm. and that's when we start to hit our stride as the Warriors are coming down because. I mean, you get LeBron, you get Paul George, you give up some of the young guys. Right. That's cool in the short term, but if you don't win a championship yeah. or you know on that level, I don't know if it's worth it. No, Ooh. it's win now basketball. I'm playing win now basketball in a time where the Warriors kind of have the next year, right? The next yeah. like three, four, maybe even five seasons like on lock at least for, at least for the finals. Maybe Western Conference Finals, maybe you know Rockets this year. We'll have to see. 
I think it's smarter to just like wait it out and not when it's actually your time be terrible. Wait, like I know, like switching over, like I know the Clippers, it's kind of, I mean, they can go after like a guy, people thought like maybe like Kawhi, but to just roll with the players and roll with what they have until it's actually the time to be competitive again, I think just let the Warriors do what they do. Let them have their couple seasons. And then <laughs> I don't let know. Let them win the championship. I, I, I mean, I don't want that. But I don't want them. But like, we're kind of like we kind of. I mean, we're in a competitive sport. I think the Lakers are not going to want to sit around for five years. I mean, I guess long term, maybe. But I just. But I mean, you. If no. you, who wants to sit back and just let Golden State take championships? If you try to, you're gonna, <laughs> no, you're gonna that's say true. challenge that's true, them. But and, I think it's cute. Like we we have our we have our playoff preview, yeah. and you know we kind of dissect the matchups and stuff. It's like the way Golden State looks. I'm just kind of like. I feel like they're just going to roll the rest of the playoffs. Like, yeah. I, you know, maybe Houston can push them to like six or seven games, sure. but besides that, I feel like they're, they're you know, they're going to get through New Orleans, maybe sweep them, maybe it's five. Sure. Yeah. Then you get Houston, and then it's like whoever comes out of the East, I, right. I don't think they have a shot against the Warriors. Oh. So, especially so with not. Steph in the game, what yeah. he'll be starting. Yeah, and so. Steph is playing tonight. What I'm thinking is, why even play him tonight? You really <laughs> need, honestly, you need Steph for one series, yeah. the Western Conference Finals. Yes, that's you don't even need him for the finals, in my opinion. I agree. Let him rest. Let Make him sure rest. he's 100%. Are you? shocked that they're starting him tonight i'm not shocked uh just because it, it's you know there, there was some talk of him even coming back in the first like he was saying he could come back in the first round so i think yeah. if anything they've they've been very cautious with him not bringing him back in the first round they didn't really need him um i'm i'm gonna be interested to see how many minutes he plays like if he plays like 35 minutes i'd be shocked by that i think he'll probably be on a minutes restriction like i don't know 20 minutes or so yeah. um if he plays any more than that even if it's a close game uh, i'd be shocked by that but I think you, you do cut because that was the thing that kind of hit them a little bit last year, even though they ended up or no two years ago. Um, what you know when the seventy three nine team when Steph got injured, you saw there he was a little bit rusty when he came back. It took him a little bit of time to get acclimated, yeah. and I felt like he was never really ready in in the finals. Uh, so. I think they're kind of afraid of that, where because you know this team, as we talked about uh, with our preview, like they went seven and ten down the stretch heading into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They were not playing great basketball. You saw they flipped the switch. I mean, the Spurs are probably the worst team in the playoffs, yeah. so maybe it wasn't the best like example yeah. of that. But uh, I, I do think there's a little bit of like, you know, the, the Warriors without Steph Curry against the Rockets. I think they are vulnerable. Like without you know, Steph Curry, with yeah, Steph Curry, I think they beat the Rockets. It's it's sure. not really like you know I, I don't know how much of a series it is, but yeah. without Steph Curry, I think the Rockets could beat him. Yeah. Uh, so you want to make sure Steph Curry is healthy uh, and and kind of firing on all cylinders because if not, I think you are a little vulnerable. Well, and also, don't you think because Anthony Davis is coming in hot? Yeah, they need to but I don't think they're really worried about the Pelicans, no, especially how they handled them in the first game. Like they. Destroyed them, mm-hmm. and people in the media were like, "Oh, I think the Pelicans can, you know, they can take this series without Steph and Draymond no. and KD." We're not having that. They right still now. have, yeah. you know, yeah. Draymond Green, yeah. Kevin Durant, yeah. Clay Thompson. They and still defensively, have defensively. They're still, oh, of yeah. course, they still have enough. I just don't think they... we should overlook Anthony. <laughs> no, we're not going to overlook Anthony Davis. <laughs> you can never, but, look but over. Anthony Davis no. has to have like forty and ten or forty and fifteen sure. to even yeah. have a shot for this team to beat the Warriors in a game. Yeah, I mean, they're not winning on a series. They're not winning this series. Um. First impressions of the Sixers Celtics last night. Uh, I, I was a little surprised. Yeah, uh, me too. I, I, I mean, look, when the Celtics make literally like every shot, it, it's going to be hard <laughs> to beat. Like that's just with any team. Yeah, but I, I doubt that it happens again where the Celtics have make twelve more threes than the Sixers. Like these teams, these are two really good three point shooting teams, and during the regular season and playoffs, they've been about even. So you know the fact that uh, I think. What, what was it? Uh, Bellinelli, Covington, and, and Sarge went like 0 for 11 Horrible, on threes. Yeah. Mm. I don't think that's going to happen again. Uh, 
I don't think, you know, I, so I think if you regress to the mean a little bit with the shooting and, and the Sixers make some more threes, the Celtics make fewer threes, that's more of an even game. Uh, but that said, like, they, they defended uh, Ben Simmons really well. Like, the, I think that's the one thing the Celtics have is that they have so many wings to throw at him. Uh, you know, Jalen Brown didn't even play in this game, but you, you add Jalen Brown back into the mix. He's another guy you could throw at Ben Simmons. So I think they do have the personnel to, f- to frustrate Ben Simmons. I think Brad Stevens is a good enough coach where he's going to exploit the fact that Simmons can't shoot beyond, like, 10 feet uh, <laughs> yeah. and kind of force him into those decisions where he kind of has to decide, am I going to shoot or am I going to pass? Sure. And now you're kind of slowing down the offense. Uh Joel Embiid did his thing. He had 31. I thought he was still the best player in, in, in this game, just like yeah. I kind of expect him to be the best player in the series. But uh, Boston did show, like, I think this is going to be more of a series. Like, I was kind of in between. My official pick was Sixers and Six, but I, I was almost going to pick Sixers and Five. I think Boston showed, like, this could be a seven-game series. And if it goes to seven, they have the, – you know, it's in Boston, game yeah. seven. Like, you, you never know. But I do think the Sixers are – They've still won what, like twenty of their last twenty-two. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I think they're going to be. I, I think they're going to be fine. Um, but I, I do, I do think they're caught a little bit off guard, and in, in some of their playoff inexperience, mm-hmm. you, you kind of saw that in, in that game one. But that that said, I did think it was going to be one-one after two. I, I you know I didn't think they were going to come in and win both. So mm-hmm. uh, I think now all the pressure is on Philly to win game two, uh, and we'll see kind of how Brett Brown makes some adjustments. Do you think that having six days off for them made an impact too? Like, do you think it? cause them a little bit lackadaisical attitude maybe going into it? I, I think so. I think yeah. you see how it affects different teams. Like some teams, that rest is really good for them. Like I think Cleveland, mm-hmm. it would have been great for them if they were able to finish oh, off yeah. the Pacers yeah. uh, and, and get LeBron some rest. Uh, but but with the Sixers, it seemed like they, mm-hmm. they seemed a little rusty. And like sure. their defense, they're, I think they're the number two ranked, de- number two or three ranked defense in the, in, in the league uh, this season. And mm-hmm. They look terrible on defense. Like mm-hmm. it was, you know, just simple plays by uh, by the Celtics that they were giving up open shots and and you know penetration and stuff. So I, I think they look terrible on defense, and that was probably a bigger worry for me because I think the shooting will be they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It's the defense though. It's like if, if you're going to play defense like that, they you're were not shut gonna win. down. Sure, yeah. oh, completely shut down. Yeah, but I think I mean I want to just get your opinion on a guy like Terry Rozier who stepped in even in the first series and replaced a guy like Kyrie who is has incredible talent and is almost feels almost irreplaceable and to come out in this game and score 29 and score 26 earlier and just show Eric Bledsoe who he actually is <laughs> like Drew Bledsoe <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, what are your thoughts on a guy like that going forward well, I think he's earned himself a lot of money this summer. Yes, um, oh, for he's, sure. he's going to be a restricted free agent, so I, I think he's going to get a big a big contract. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of Rogier throughout the season. Like, I kind of thought it kind of annoyed me how much Celtics fans were kind of. Um, I felt hyping him up a little bit, and it was like. You know, there, there's comparisons to like Michael Jordan and like he shoots like <laughs> Jordan and all this. It was just like, I was like, all right, this is ridiculous. But that, you know, that said, he, he's really stepped up in the playoffs and like he, he's been legitimately pretty good. Um, I think he's, aver- he's averaging around like 18 a game or something in the playoffs, wow. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he's been shooting the ball much better. Like that, that was kind of the, the thing with him in the regular season. He's just very inconsistent shooter. But I, I think he, he, it's been a little bit of a hot streak. I, I don't know if it's sustainable for, for the rest of this series, the rest of the playoffs, however long they're in it. But uh, I, I'm impressed with, by him. And I think the Celtics now have a, you know, it was already like, what are we going to do with Marcus Smart? Are we, how much are we going to pay him? Yeah. What's his role going to be on this team? Now they have the same question with Terry Rozier. Like, you know, now you might have to pick between those two, uh, you know, who's going to be the, ba- the backup guard moving forward and, and how much are we willing to spend on those guys? Um, and, but yeah, like, I, I think, it, uh, you know, this is his third year and, and he's really stepped up and 
I, I think someone's going to pay him a lot of money. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Am I? Do you think it'll be one of those like he does? He has a great um, playoff run, and someone just ends up paying up too much money. Yeah, because uh, this summer, uh, which which I think we talked about a little bit, like this is going to be a very dry summer for free agents. Uh, the cap isn't jumping as much as people thought it was going to jump, mm-hmm. and there aren't that many teams with cap space just in general because the last two summers everyone spent so much money. So the team, like if you look at the teams with cap space, it's like Lakers, Sixers, uh, Bulls, Mavericks. Like it's not really that attractive of teams no. besides the Lakers and Sixers. So. I think it's going to be interesting to see kind of how that plays out because you're either going to have to pick between getting a lot of money for kind of a crappy team or staying with your (laughs) current team and probably taking a discount. Um, So, but but I do think if you're a young guy, like, and someone's offering you a lot of money, you probably take that. I wouldn't pay him more than like 13, 14 million a year, but Mm -hmm. I could see someone giving him like a monster offer to mix or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, one of the most mixed things I've ever heard. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, we got, you know, Terra, Zero, and like a max. I like Next Terry, year, we give him a super I'm with max. you, man. I don't think he's worth that much money. Let's, um, we were talking about LeBron before you came in. Let's shift gears to the Cavs-Raptor series. I want to get his thoughts on yeah. that as well. I, I, I'm picking the Cavs in seven. Until I see the Raptors actually do something in the playoffs, I'm not comfortable picking against LeBron James, even though this Cavs team is, they're just not good. Like, they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. But, but are you, what do you think about the Raptors and their chances? I, I'm, I'm with you in the, like, I don't think you could pick against LeBron until yeah. they lose. Yeah. Like, I just think you, you have to roll with him. Um, that said, I, I was really disappointed with how, Cle- <laughs> like, Cle- Cleveland, I, I think, too, it was the type of thing where, like, I just don't, I don't think they're going to shoot that poorly again. They shot pretty poorly throughout the whole series for the most part. Um, and it was really like LeBron just bailing them out with, with superhuman. I mean, I think like the last three wins, he was averaging like 40 a game, or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. which is ridiculous, but that, that he has to do that for them to win. Uh, I think there's almost like a psychological thing too with the Raptors where like he kind of has the Raptors number and you know they, they've beaten them a couple of times in the playoffs. You saw even I think twice in the in, last he, month of the season, the season they, yeah. they, they beat mm-hmm. the Raptors mm-hmm. and LeBron had big games. So I, I do think uh, there's something there with like the psychological edge. I'm also interested to see as we talked about with, with the Wizards series like if the Cavs come in and win game one, I think the Raptors start to panic a little bit just because of their of history with losing game ones. Yeah. Uh, so... I I think I'm gonna roll with Cavs in six. Okay. Uh, although I could see it also going set like, uh, and I could also see the Raptors winning the series. Like I, you know, probably in six or seven. I, I don't think it'd be any shorter than that. But with the way the Cavs played against the Pacers, like if they play that level, I, I think this could be a five game series for the Raptors. I just don't think the Cavs are gonna play that poorly. I agree, and I think tonight's game is huge because. I think the Raptors have to win this game. You have to. They do. The Cavs just had a long series. Mm-hmm. LeBron is exhausted. Yep. You have home court advantage. There's no reason why they shouldn't win this game. No, not at all. By double figures on top of that, to be yeah. honest with you. Because they, I think they have the more talented team. It's going to yeah. say a lot. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's crazy to say. The Cavs have LeBron, but you know the bench is better on Toronto. You have DeRozan, Larry, who's been playing for a sure. while. I don't know. I think Van Vliet, Van Vliet being back is huge. Yeah. It's so big for the Raptors. I'm expecting the Raptors to win tonight. And if they don't win tonight, I'm declaring the series over. I know it's one game, but... No, I agree. I definitely think it's... you got to show me. Yeah, it's one of the most must-win first games I've seen in a long time, especially, you know, in the Eastern Mm -hmm. Conference going against the Cavs. And you're right. They do have a lot of talent. And, like, I know guys like DeRozan, I mean, he's not, like, a superstar, but, like, he's good enough to where he can be, like, just under that level. And there's still guys like Lowry and Powell and Valanciunas who can, like do enough to help and provide yeah. enough points and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, defense. 
it just depends if LeBron still finds. Okay, let me just go get this must win with the little gas I have left but he, in the tank. He needs help. I don't know. No, yeah, I, I mean, forty six points in, in game seven, right? <laughs> is that what it was? Come on, like, where are the rest of the players yeah. at? This is ridiculous. What do you think of the chances of Kevin Love stepping up and being that number two option? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, laugh. I, I already wasn't confident we, we heading into laugh. the postseason, yeah. but after seeing the way he played in round one, like, I think I think he kind of has to. Um, yeah. You know, like, I don't really see anyone else on this team, like Rodney Hood, Jordan Clarkson. Uh, they're very inconsistent players. George Hill, I guess, would be the, the other guy, and you kind of saw it in, in Game Seven, uh, him, him step a bit up a bit and, and that kind of help out. But I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I just, I mean, I think that's why on paper, like, if you're the Raptors, you have to be feeling the most confident you ever felt mm-hmm. against LeBron because, on you know, of the teams that have played the Raptors in the playoffs, this is probably the worst. I mean, not even probably. Like, this is the worst yeah. Cleveland team that, that has sure. faced yeah. Toronto. And then this is the best <clears throat> Toronto team that's faced Cleveland. So yeah. I think you, you have to feel that confidence of, like, we have home court. We have the best bench we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the worst Cleveland team we're facing. LeBron really has no help. Like, before, you know, you had Kyrie. You could come in, sure. get 30, 40 whenever, you know, LeBron was having an off night or, or just to help LeBron. Uh, now it's like it's all on Kevin Love. He's injured. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, which is nuts that still, with all that said, yeah. we still pick LeBron because he's, he's LeBron. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, have like, you guys <laughs> seen that meme where it's from the Gladiator? And he's like, are you not entertained? <laughs> it's the best meme. It's sad, though. I mean, it's a team sport, not an individual sport. And yeah, he's he, playing an individual sport. <laughs> <laughs> and the last series, the Jazz and the Rockets. I mean, are we going to learn anything this series at all? Or is this mm. – I feel like this is the red-headed step, stepchild of, of the second round. Well, you did see in the second half of, of that game a, a little bit of the run from the Rockets. Uh, yeah. I mean, from the Jazz to cut it down from like a 20-something point lead down to I think 12 was the closest they got it. Uh, so you could see a little hint of that. I just think that going from defending the the Thunder who play isolation basketball, don't have a lot of shooting. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, there were some plays in, in that series where like Russ would literally take like two dribbles past half court and, and then just chuck up a contested three. Same with Paul like, George. Yeah. Like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah. uh, so going from that to playing <laughs> the the Rockets, who the Rockets actually play some isolation basketball, but it yeah. just so happens James Harden and Chris Paul are two of the best isolation players in the league. Uh, but then also with all the shooting they have, the way they space the floor, like I think it's two completely different beasts. And I, I just think that they, they you kind of saw it, they spread the, the jazz out too much. Mm-hmm. And again, as we talked about with, with the with the Thunder series, where you know it kind of neutralizes Gobert when you, when you have such a good shooting team that's not really driving as much. I think that's that's totally the Rockets, where you know they're they're not really you know besides Harden, yeah. they're not really getting into the paint that much. But then that kind of takes out Gobert because Gobert's strength is come down the paint. I'm going to block the shot. I'm going to contest it. You know, I'm going to use verticality. I'm a massive. You're not going to get a good shot around the rim. Well, when you're shooting a bunch of threes, it doesn't really matter. Right. You know, so I think that's where uh, the the Rockets kind of neutralize Gobert a little bit. Uh, and then the, the other thing is the Jazz don't want to, you know, they don't want to play up-tempo. They don't want to play fast. But if the Rockets can kind of get out and transition or at least get up quick shots against them, I think that kind of takes the jazz out of their game mm-hmm. now do you think the jazz missing rubio is a big deal yeah. yeah yeah i do uh rubio played really well in that uh you know the first round series uh I, you know he had, he had the triple double game where he, he kind of outplayed russ uh and and i think he's, he's been shooting the ball better than he traditionally has yeah so i think you know missing that he's, he's a really good defender people don't really ever give him credit for that but he's always been a solid defender and I think he's another guy you could throw at Chris Paul or, or Eric Gordon or something like that so mm-hmm. I, I do think they miss him all right so now let's get your series predictions for the second round uh, jazz and rockets 
<laughs> well, I, I'm going to stick with my original predi- prediction, which was R- Rockets and six. And after six. seeing ga- after seeing game one, I want to go to five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I do think that uh, you know Utah is a pretty good home court uh, with the way they played the Thunder and, and the way Donovan Mitchell has been playing. Yeah. I, I, wa- I wanted to give them a couple games. And I don't think that and anymore. And but that I'm going to stick to my alternative court that they have. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to change my <laughs> prediction. But yeah. Okay, and then the Warriors, Pelicans. Uh five. Five. But it, but I, I'm leaning to, more towards sweep now. But I'll, I'll go with five. Mm. Sixers, Celtics. Uh, I'm going to stick with Sixers and six. Okay. And then we have the Cavs and Raptors. Cavs and six. Cavs and six. But mm. p- part of me wants to go seven. Yeah. But uh, I'll I'll go six just because. Uh, LeBron. Because yeah. LeBron. Because LeBron. <laughs> That's always a good answer, because LeBron. What do you guys think of those picks? I like them. You know, I, like I definitely yeah. think, I mean, the Cavs series, LeBron has a tendency to to, have, to go into a lot of sevens. I know the last couple, um, like when we saw like when the Pacers did good, like the Hawks, like stuff like that, yeah. he would take teams in those Eastern Conference Finals to sevens. He'd pulled out of the sevens, yeah. but he would take them to sevens. So I think that I definitely agree with the Cavs, but I think maybe, I don't know, I could see them going to a seven. Or or the complete alternative, LeBron falls apart. The Raptors <laughs> take this one. Yeah. Yeah. In, no, true. Not even seven. They yeah. take this one in six. They go win this game tonight. They yeah. go to Cleveland. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know how it's going to look out. Maybe yeah. steal one, and they just use their advantage on paper. But all the other picks, I think they're. Solid. I definitely yeah, agree. Yeah, I agree. Them. I mean, I think LeBron series. <laughs> LeBron series. Yeah. It's the, the LeBron series. series. It's yeah. LeBron really, versus the it's Raptors. It's the only series. And I'm I'm legitimately, like, I have no idea. I mean, I think it's going to come down to game one like you were talking about. Okay. But I wanted to ask, uh, can you chat about Kawhi, his oh, quad yeah. injury, the mysterious quad injury? Yeah. What is your take on this? What's happening? Uh, I actually side with Kawhi mm-hmm. in, in this situation. Okay. I, th- I feel like a lot of people are taking the Spurs they side. They are. They really are. Uh, okay. Which... Which Kawhi actually had a quote in the in the piece that that ran today about uh, you know the Spurs have been this kind of model of success for you know two decades. I've been a Spur for six, six years. years. Like yeah. people are going to take the Spurs side. Uh, that said, like some of the stuff with with his uncle and and his agent and and that management team kind of is a bit shady with with some of the stuff that was reported about their history and their dealings with, with different stuff. Uh, and I definitely think it seems like they've kind of gotten into his head and are affecting him a little bit. Sure. But at, at the end of the day, if he doesn't feel comfortable to return and, you know, he's saying that and, and the Spurs are, are disagreeing with that, mm-hmm. you know, it seemed like what they were basically saying uh, was that, you know, the Spurs are calling it a muscle issue and Kawhi's people are calling it a tendon issue. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of some disagreement on how to handle uh, that sure. injury. So, you know. If he doesn't feel comfortable to play, like I don't think he should play. And I think that, you know, seeing I mean, Kawhi's quiet, but he clearly is a competitive guy. He comes back every season better than than the season before. So I don't think he would just be sitting out for like you know being a baby or something. Exactly. So so I'm on Kawhi's side in that regard. Um, The the other thing that I thought was interesting that people aren't really bringing up, but I, I thought was super interesting was that. There was kind of a subtle shot at the Spurs where he said, you know, he, he kind of injured that quad in, in March 2016 and mm-hmm. kind of felt the Spurs misdiagnosed it. So to me, it seems like that lack of trust and, and starting to go outside the Spurs to get other opinions started right. with that injury where, you know, he got that injury. They thought it was n- not really a big deal. Yeah. And then it, it kind of was nagging him and, and hurting him for the rest mm-hmm. of the season. So it seems like that trust, you know, that distrust has been there for a couple years now. Sure. And it's kind of been festering. And then this season was kind of the manifestation of that. Sure. So uh, 
I'm more on Kawhi's side. I know a lot of people take the Spurs side, and you know, it's you know he should be around the team, and what's he doing, and he's being a you know prima donna, whatever. Uh, I think it's more complicated than that, and I, I, I just think like if a guy doesn't feel ready to come back, you can't force him to come back. Sure. And it seems like he has legitimate reasons great to, input. to feel Thank that. Thank you. What yeah, do you sure. What's your thoughts on that situation? I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I agree with you. I think that if a player is injured and, and they aren't ready to play, you don't play. I mean, I don't care what the organization says, but I think there's a lot of conversation about the Spurs saying one thing about the injury and then other medical professionals saying something else. So there is definitely a distrust there. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, that does it for our show, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Jovan, thanks for joining us, man. Where can people you. find you? Look into that camera right there. That's your camera. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been looking at you. Uh, uh, people can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jovan Buha, J-O-V-A-N-B-U-H-A. And uh, my Facebook page is Jovan Buha NBA, J-O-V-A-N-B-U-H-A-N-B-A. Uh, so... Nice, man. Thanks for joining us. You can find him on ESPN as well, writing articles that you're reading probably yeah, every man. day, not even knowing it. Becky! Becky Sotero at all things Becky Sotero. Thank you for joining us on the live chat. Um, we started at 2. I know somebody mentioned we were starting at 3. I don't know why that was on there, but we started at 2, so rewatch us. Good to see you guys. Uh, yeah, um, you can find me at David H. Bloom on Instagram and Twitter. Hey, Kawhi, like, you can come to like the Clippers if you want to. Like, we're here. We'll... We'll let you I, do I, what I think, you want. I think there's like, some truth to that little see, rumor see? percolating. The ESPN writer says it. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> I'm Josh Rodriguez. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore Kawhi. You can come to the Knicks if you want. We have nothing to give the Spurs, but you know what? We, we can make it work. Bonnie Jill will be back next week. Right yep. now, she's at the Kentucky Derby. Um, hopefully, what did I say? Magnum Moon? That's who I picked. I don't know. I just like the name. Hopefully, Magnum Moon takes... The trip, not, not the triple crown. This is just the first. The leg. Derby, yes, just the Derby. One, derby. one race at a time. We will see you next week for Bonnie Jill Laughlin's The Weekly Pass. That's right. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, yeah, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 